You're listening to Irish Radio Canada's Home and Abroad, and I'm sitting across from Lily Lewis, and uh, Lily Lewis, originally from Atlanta, Georgia, as I understand it, and uh, moved and settled in New Orleans, a lovely part of it was 2020, I was down in New Orleans for both Alliance down there. Fantastic. And it was a fantastic um, experience, and I'd been to New Orleans a number of times before that, and uh, really enjoyed it. Um, so, uh, is Folk Alliance a, a regular part of um, your year in normal times? It has been um, since 2019. My first conference was in Montreal. Uh, that was an experience. It wasn't it, though. We had a lovely <laughs> blizzard and, you know, and I had no way of anticipating what it was going to be, um, but... <laughs> I think within 12 hours, I knew I'd likely become a lifer. Right. So, right. And so I got heavily involved with not just the conference, but the organization just kind of right out the bat. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about is that, that side of, of what you do. Um, first of all, what drew you in to want to get involved on the organizational side? Well, to be honest, I had avoided uh, the conference for years because I'm a black American musician and... Um, and a lot of the venues uh, and talent buyers at that time, we're talking two decades ago, a little over two decades ago, um, were saying some insensitive things and kind of making me feel unwelcome. Right. Um, and I, I got thrust into the conference by um, a talent buyer in New Orleans who heard me do a show at a, uh, the Museum for Southern Art um, there in town. And he said, you have to go. And it was just three weeks away. Um, I was like, I have no idea idea how to scrape that money together and say, well, you have to be there. Um, and at the time, I was representing a record label that I had been running for a little less than a decade at that point. And um, and so I found a way through the label. Like We all pulled our resources together and go. And I realized that it was an incredible ecosystem for most of the artists that I was representing at the time and that these artists didn't necessarily associate themselves with folk music or with or with Americana or a lot of the genres because this is a big tent mm -hmm. organization, right? Mm -hmm. And um, and I just thought that this kind of ecosystem would be valuable to my artists. And that's where the passion sort of started. So I presented a showcase room in New Orleans and, and um, kind of brought the world community to, you know, to our, uh, to our sort of scene as it were and um, but it became a personal connection for me as well because I found that at least FAI tries to be um, reasonable and you know tries to treat everyone with dignity and when uh, you bring it to the organization's attention hey this slipped, slipped through the cracks um, those kinds of comments were met with mindfulness and intention and so it made it feel like to me that it would be a safe space to do other work too in mm -hmm. terms of bringing communities together who once felt estranged mm -hmm. um, and and I've spent the last two or I spent basically all of the pandemic doing that work through the organization would folk music um, be perceived among the black community as a white genre I think industry-wise, it is. It has been claimed as a white genre. It is. Um, uh, 
uh, in fact, when I have gotten invited in the past to speak about folk music from the black American tradition, um, my audience uh, tends to say, oh, well, that doesn't count, and that doesn't count, and that doesn't count. And so from the industry point of view, it does very much have a white face. It didn't start out that way. No. Early on, you know, you know, you have Lead Belly, you have Odetta, you have Sisters at a Thought, like, you know, even later on, you had, you know, Richie Havens, and, and all of these kinds of folks would have been considered a part of the folk scene but the truth is as uh, you know if you have kind of a little bit of a rotten seed at the core then as things evolve um, you know the unfortunate in it it's a, it's a commercial intention mm-hmm. I think at some point it was you know social engineering driven um, but then it's at some point it's just a, a self um, driving uh, system and uh, and as a person who promotes music um, uh, for other artists as well you know whenever we're sitting uh, submitting uh, our records uh, if it's a black artist um, we're encouraged by distributors and, and whatnot to call it blutes blues call it roots call it you know all kinds of other things call it soul yeah. call it all kinds of other things yeah. and if I have a white artist then I can call it country folk you know all, you know Americana all those other things and then I show up at these spaces like here or Americana Fest where we have white artists performing all of this music and calling it whatever they want to call it yeah. and I thought oh that's great it can just be music and as long as it can just be music then everybody should be able to participate in the same way so I think I think that industry wise um, and and as I travel the country as a performer myself that misunderstanding is not just in the black community it's also around I mean amongst my white audiences mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. you know they're like, oh I didn't know and I didn't think and this doesn't count and that you know it's like all kinds of silly silly misunderstandings um, that really have a, an arbitrary route um, and just and the arbitrary route is often commercialism Right, excellent. Yeah, because what I'm thinking there is like, if anyone were to say, what is folk music? But is folk music not uh, taking life experiences and putting them to music? Exactly. And uh, I know in the case of Irish music and what would be Irish traditional, particularly what we describe as Shannos. Okay. And Shannos yes. the old style. Yes. That's, they would say, well, that's not folk, but that is actually truer folk than anything. That's, that's the heart of it all, right? <laughs> that's incredible. That's an incredible, right. And we have the same sort of misgivings here because a lot of the American-based folk traditions actually came out of the black community. Yes. In fact, most American, you know, music, like, you know, so folk, blues, uh, obviously rock, jazz, all, you know, all of these things actually came out of the, the black tradition and black musicians were training up you know what have been have become the masters of all of these genres all all of it was um, uh, black music and so you know and so now when we do that music like oh that's not folk it's roots or that's yeah. not folk it's blues or that's not folk it's, it's gospel all right exactly yeah. but 
all of that, just like the Shauna's um, tradition, and I apologize for saying that wrong, but okay, great. Um, yeah, just like that. It's like, oh no, that's the heart of it all. Of course, it's full. <laughs> that was that's when you peel the onion right back. Yeah, to the right. Bowl. That's what you would find. Yes, exactly. That's yep. right. that's yeah. Right. That's right. And that is one of the great things, I suppose, when when we talk like this, that the commonality that is actually there is that it doesn't matter whether it's Irish Anos, whether it's it's the soul music that was in the black community because it was soul mm-hmm. and I don't mean what became a genre or soul right I mean, but yeah made from the soul, soul right so forged by the soul <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and that it didn't have to be um, gospel or it doesn't have to be spiritual that it's it's the core. That's right. And, and yet that's the, the one that's the core is the one that said you don't belong here. <laughs> right. Isn't that fascinating? Isn't it? And actually for me, for like music is my religion, right? So for me, it's not just fascinating, it's terrifying because it's like, you know, how how does the how does the thing survive without a heart? You know, and I'm watching a lot of um, a lot of the work kind of dissolve. I mean, like the essence and the power of the work dissolve. Like the songs that evolve from the soul. Um, and I can say this as much about the Irish tradition. I mean, what melodies are more important to humanity than those those um, those melodies uh, from Ireland and that old tradition, like and you know, have the same with the First Nations in Canada yeah. and the American Indian community. Yeah, yeah. The, the communities that, in many ways, they relied on that much more than a drum. Right. I mean, it it animates the entire body. It animates your life force. It gets everyone um, entrained in the right um, in, the, in the necessary circumstances. And honestly, we. We're using it to to survive. You know, being human is hard, and those songs, those melodies, those traditions um, evolved spontaneously to keep us alive. You know, this is my mythology, of course, but um, but to extract that and dismantle the um, the significance of that um, in a, in the new era, uh, I think is dangerous because what's it for? It's like something that used to be, you know. Bible worthy, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, is now confetti, you know, if we're not careful. You well, know. well, the challenge, I guess, for someone like you would be that you're not, and I don't say this in any derogatory sense, I say it in a commercial sense, you're not TikTok material. <laughs> sure, words have never been spoken. <laughs> And, and it's irrelevant of what the imagery might be, but it's just that you know you have this snippet, and it has to be catchy. And it has to right. it has to conform to the fifteen thirty seconds. Exactly. Yeah. It and takes me four minutes to get to the point, and yeah, then it takes me another two minutes to get you out of it. You know. It's <laughs> so so, and the same would be true again on what would be First Nations music, mm. Canada and the American. And, and that Canada. takes time because you know, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, so it's not TikTok yeah. material. Right, right, and, right. And we're living in a TikTok world. Yeah, 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 yeah. So have you, as a result of that, by becoming engaged with the organization at Folk Alliance, do you feel you've been able to positively influence change? 
Um, I definitely, with regard to kind of integrating the environment and helping people feel safer with one another and, and really just take each other's gifts and offerings at face value, um, I, I feel like I'm a part of that and I'm very proud of that. Um, uh, as far as where folk connects with TikTok, um, <laughs> there are, you know, there are a number of artists who are like, Lily, you really should get on this TikTok thing. And they're, they're, they're spending their time figuring that out. Right. And I, I feel like, again, being alive is hard. And I'm like, work your hustle, you know, <laughs> whatever it may be. But, um, but, uh, I, I I get sad when you know truly inspired people feel compelled to operate in that game because that might not be what their work is for. Not only would I say it's probably not what their work is for, but it is not an appropriate environment to try to demonstrate their work either. Well, I know people who are figuring it out. I know. No, but for the audience to receive it, so the audience many times that appreciate your four-minute intro and your two-minute exit. Right, right, right. I'm not on TikTok. They're not on TikTok. And the truth is, in order for me to reach my audience, I have to go to them. Yes. I have to basically land in their living rooms. I have to land in the venues that feel safe and comfortable to them. There's a ritual involved with receiving music um, for a listening audience. And, um, And they're very specific. It is... In, you know, again, and maybe it's because I'm a preacher's child that I keep bringing up work. I'm not religious at all, but um, but it is their own version of church. Yeah. They go to the space. They're ready to receive. Yeah. They take in all you have to give. Yeah. You know, they pay their tithes by paying for the ticket and maybe buying some merch. Um, and then we look forward to the next time we get to, to commune. And that's never going to be recreated in, an, in a digital environment. No, but I think you're, you're highlighting another point and that is while it may be their church it's because again their soul mm-hmm. is connecting as, exactly. dist- as distinct from their uh, senses their external senses right. being stimulated and you hit the nail on the head like for my work fundamentally people have to be available to allowing their soul to be touched Mm -hmm. in order for my work to make any sense to them Mm -hmm. I think and um, and I respect their ritual Mm -hmm. you know and I try to play my part in their ritual I learned um, while living with some Buddhists out in Colorado um, we had these Tibetan teachers come over and they talked to me I was working IT so I wasn't I wasn't a Buddhist at the time I was just fixing their computers right Right. and they would show up and I got a chance to talk and I remember one of the teachers telling me you know we don't have to do all of this the pomp and circumstance I don't have to wear the fancy outfit and the incense and the yada yada we do that to create a container um, to kind of generate the causes and conditions for people to receive the information that we right. share right. even if we're sharing something as simple as an apple is an apple yeah. if I said that to you directly you may or may not understand what I'm getting at but if I wear a fancy outfit yeah. and do some incense yeah. and like speak with an accent yeah. <laughs> you know like, my head. right you know exactly yeah. <laughs> if I if I 
if I animate their senses in these other ways, then it might allow them to receive what the nature of that statement really is, you know. And I've really, I've grown to respect that tremendously, especially in this time when there's no attention span there's virtually no attention span to work with you know so you have to do everything you can to widen that attention span so you can drop your 90 seconds of or 0.9 seconds if you're lucky of true soul um into the mix uh maybe it's the salt for the soup i don't know you know um so lily given this all these things are two-way streets um would you say you have received and grown as a result of you being able to sit at the, and sitting at the table and giving with focalized organizations? Oh, unbelievably so. Um, you know, Focalize has become my my ecosystem of choice. Yeah. The, the world folk community and this organization, and it's because. Um, it's because I feel seen here, right. you know. Um, I feel met. And any so far, any project that I've had that I think could add value to lives, they've, you know, met it and given it wings. Um, there's so many talented, passionate people involved, um, and, and it gives you a chance to reach the world. Um, there's, there's no way... Uh, I think, and this is why I bec- I've become a proselyte. Uh, I don't know what word I'm trying to say. I'm too sleepy. But I'm a proselytizer about this event um, because there's so many people who don't understand the strength of the world folk community. They just don't understand that there is a ladder here that people come from all over to find out what you have to offer and to augment that presence in any way. And if you bring your genuine heart and bring your genuine self here you will be met I don't know anybody who's not been impacted by this conference um, so yeah I, I it's it's a two-way I feel um, more seen and more clear in my intention as an artist and as a person um, through the work that I've done with FAI Lily, if anyone would like to find you out there on the web or learn more about you, where should they be looking? Well, they can look for lilylewis.com, but the name is spelled weird. It's L-I-L-L-I um, Lewis, L-E-W-I-S, uh, good old Welsh last name. Um, or they can check out folkrockdiva.com. On the, on the socials, I'm folkrockdiva. Right. Folk, because it's for the people, rock, because sometimes I get loud about it, and the diva part sometimes speaks for itself. Right. <laughs> Lenny, it's been a real pleasure chatting with you. Likewise. Thank you. Thank you.